The idea, though, that self-care, and a lot of people have a mindset that self-care is selfish, which right. it's not, right? So if people start to think that self-care includes activities that are extra or things you're right. doing extra to make, you know, to take care of yourself, this is not extra. This should be basic. Right. I'm Laurie Mallon, and this is the Results Without Restriction podcast, the show where results have nothing to do with weight and everything to do with setting and reaching health and fitness goals that focus on what we're achieving and not what we're losing. We'll talk about deprogramming from diet culture and get expert advice on reclaiming your relationship with food and movement. Join me on this journey to get results without restriction. Welcome, everyone. I am here with Heather Nacella, who is an A-certified personal trainer. She's a wife, she's a mom, and she is a homeschooler. And get this, she homeschooled long before COVID was even a thing. And in my eyes, she is the expert on working out at home and creating a home workout space and program. So today, that is exactly what she is going to talk to us about. Welcome, Heather. Hi, thank you. We have a lot to work through today because... With the last year, I think a lot of us transitioned to working out at home or having to having to work out at home or having to figure out our our fitness situation in a space that wasn't a gym. And it was a challenge, and I think a lot of us kind of struggled with that. I know I did, uh, but you were a huge help during that process. So again, thank you. But we're going to get into that in a little bit about you know how we transitioned to that everybody works out at home uh, situation in a little bit. But first, I, I kind of want to go back. Why don't you tell us a little bit about like your fitness journey or your journey and how you became a personal trainer? Sure. Um, so honestly, I kind of uh, started my like working out at home. It's been, I think I've exclusively worked out at home now for about 10 years, maybe just over 10 years. And I had at the time I had had my second child and I had had two babies within two years. And the idea of going to a gym was just not happening. And there are so many reasons why I knew I wasn't going to get to a gym. Um, but I knew I needed to do something. I think for me, I just had felt, uh, I felt already felt frustrated and stuck and kind of like compiling onto that, the idea of having to go to a gym, it just made me feel like it wasn't even possible. And like, nothing can make you feel more defeated than when you just think like you have no options. So I knew that trying to find a way to work out at home was probably the only way I was going to get moving. So I actually started out not even, so let me back up. Over the years, I had always struggled with my weight and I had kind of done the same thing everybody does. You go all or nothing, you work out hard, you change your diet, you get nowhere, you get frustrated, you stop, you start again. This had to be different for me because I was, already with two babies, I didn't want the extra stress of trying to figure out what I was eating and was I working out enough? Was I doing the right program? Um, so honestly, I just kind of started. <laughs> I had no, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I had no goal in mind other than to just start moving. And so that's exactly what I did. I picked a program and I just said, I'm just going to finish it. Whatever it takes, I'm just going to finish it. And that's just kind of how I started the whole process at working out at home. I didn't have a lot of equipment. I started with just body weight exercises and I just built upon them from there. Interestingly enough, what actually kind of changed for me in terms of 
being able to continue to progress working out at home is one of these times I was holding a plank during one of my exercises and they wanted me to hold it longer. And all I could think of is like, oh my gosh, all I want to do is put my knees down. Like I'm so done. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired. I hurt. And then I asked myself, can I hold it five more seconds? And then when I did, I asked myself again, I'm like, what about five more seconds longer? And I'm telling you that moment kind of changed everything for me. It didn't matter what I was doing, where I was working out. And I just knew that I just wanted to be proud of myself. And that's kind of what has compelled me to continue on that feeling of being proud. I stopped worrying about anything else. And it was that moment that I also realized I wanted to help other women feel that same way. And that's when I decided to become a personal trainer. I hadn't even finished my journey yet. And all I knew is, oh my gosh, I want every woman to feel exactly what I'm feeling right now. Hey, wait a second. Is there, wait, you didn't finish your journey? Have you already finished your journey? Is there an end to the journey? <laughs> Is there, there's never an end to the journey. Right. That's, that's a that's like a, a dangling carrot that that I think a, a lot of us kind of fall into the trap of thinking like there's a there's a before and there's an after there's a beginning and there's an end and there's really just there's a then and there's a now and then there's like what's going to happen. Yeah, there's never an end. Um, I and I do I agree. I think everybody kind of thinks that there's going to be an end. Your goals shift and change as you go. Um, and it's a, it's just changing your lifestyle. Like the whole idea of exercising or, um, becoming fit or gaining muscle, whatever your goal might be is it's a lifestyle. It's how you're going to live your life forever. I started out by wanting to lose weight like everybody else. I think that's why we all start. And I don't remember exactly how far into it it was, but I stopped weighing myself. I mean, years ago, I didn't care what the scale said. The only time I saw it was when I went to the doctors. And honestly, I'm like, I don't care. I really honestly didn't care because I stood there just like so proud of what I had found out I was capable of doing. Maybe it was lifting a certain weight. Maybe it was um, walking a certain distance completing a much harder extra workout than I thought I was going to be able to do. It was just this feeling of just being proud. It didn't matter to me anymore what the number on the scale was. It doesn't matter what size clothes I wear. I just feel good. So it was more about the accomplishment really yes. than, than the appearance. Yes, absolutely. It just shifted somewhere along the lines. And that's why I'm saying it's never over because I never in a million years would have thought that that's where I would end up. Everybody thinks they start out, you know, maybe they start out to lose weight. Once they lose the weight, then they just go back to some different life, but that's not how it is. Everything is just always changing. Everything's a learning process and you just kind of live and adjust as you go. So one of your transformations then was a, was a mindset shift in the, the, the reason for your workouts and the purpose of your, of your movement was more about giving you this feeling of, of, a, and you started chasing, I imagine you started chasing like that high of, look what I, look what I can do now. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, now I hike, you know, that I never in a million years would have thought I probably would have ever attempted to do. And I do, I chase that feeling of accomplishment. And it's something as simple as I walked this morning for 45 minutes or I hiked a mountain. It doesn't matter what it is when I'm done with it. I'm just like, Hey, I just did that. Like, I'm really proud of myself. And it's definitely that accomplishment feeling. So we get to the point now you become a personal trainer Mm -hmm. and you want to start 
helping other women have kind of the same mindset shift instead of like focusing on weight, but we're focusing on what you can achieve. How do you find that most of your clients, when they come to you, they have, they want one thing. How hard is it to convince your clients to kind of focus on, on something, shift their focus to something different? Sometimes I think that if I was just to come out and tell them, they're not going to listen to me. I know that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's more along the lines of kind of being their inner voice without them thinking that that's what's happening. So if they come to me and they're like, oh, I feel really good. I did this or I finished this workout. I'm like, hey, that's great. Congratulations. Like you should be so proud of yourself, like for getting that done. You know, there are lots of people um, who would love to have completed that same workout or um, anything like that. I can kind of become that inner voice. I kind of start giving them that feedback and that encouragement that I eventually hope that they will give to themselves. So reinforcing the, that positive messaging, and if they hear it enough, they may internalize it and then start to like say it to themselves and hear your voice like in their head, like, oh, Heather's going to be so proud of me because I did that. I have that. I actually do have those moments. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to show Heather my workout <laughs> and like show her what I what a good job I did this morning. Um, let's talk about how homeschooling and fitness kind of came together for you? Because you said you started working out when your when your babies were small and you got certified as a trainer. And now tell us about like kind of your homeschooling journey and, and how fitness kind of tied into that. Yeah, I've been homeschooling my two kids for, I think this year will be my ninth year homeschooling. So that includes like doing kindergarten with my oldest. And um, it's kind of just like with anything else, it's just kind of evolved. I am so incredibly grateful that I get to stay home with my kids. I feel very blessed that I've had so much time with them. And I say that as my oldest is going into eighth grade and potentially going to high school the following year. I just feel so, so grateful that I was able to be there with them. But with that being said, there is something that happens and I see this all the time and something that I work on as moms, homeschooling or not, it doesn't matter. We have a tendency to just lose ourselves. And I can say with homeschooling, that was an extra added thing I had put on my plate. That was, a, that was something that was going on my priority list and it was going above, you know, other things, especially for me. So you start to lose yourself and it's really hard to get that back. And so that was kind of one of the things that propelled me even to get into the online personal training space. Like I knew I wasn't going to be able to go out and work at a gym full time. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to be running from here and there, meeting people in person all the time. So taking everything online, knowing that I could help anybody anywhere, and in the process, it was doing something for me. I was creating something that was my own. I was giving myself a name. I was giving myself something that was just all mine and be able to give back to others in the same in the same space, which was great. So I kind of have to balance, you know, making sure I have time set aside for my kids. I put that on my priority list, but helping others in their fitness journey is also on my priority list. What's actually great about it is I believe that fitness isn't just like a one person. Like I, I work out, I do all the things, but like my kids have noticed over the years, they're paying attention. And now they've even started to ask questions about working out, getting stronger, gaining muscles. How do I stay healthy? What's good for, you know, how do I get more flexible? So it kind of becomes like an all family inclusive type of thing. And that's something that as a homeschooling family who are like who I'm with my kids that I actually hope to bring 
to other families as well, that sometimes it's not just about me helping mom. Once I can help mom, now mom helps family. Mom helps the kids. And I think that that's huge and so important. So yeah, I guess that's just kind of... (laughs) So a couple things. So what I'm hearing you say, so one, there's a trickle-down effect. Whereas, you know, when you're helping moms who are struggling with, you know, maybe they're, they're stay-at-home moms, or maybe they're like this in this past year, homeschooling and doing all these things that they don't normally do, and carving out the time for themselves to work out sets an example for the kids, right? So it, it actually, it helps mom, it helps the family, it's kind of like a trickle down. The other thing was, you know, you're in full view of your kids, you're prioritizing your health and your wellness in addition to caring for the family, but they're seeing that they're picking up on, yes, this is something important that we need to, you know, that you're not telling them, hey, you need to do this, but they're seeing you prioritize it and seeing you, you know, take it seriously because of all the benefits that you've gotten out of it. Um, And they're picking up on that. It just becomes part of our our daily routine. Uh, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And that's honestly what fitness, working out, you know, whatever it is that your, that your goals are, it, it really just has to become part of your routine. And that's exactly what's happened. And my kids get to see it, you know, which is great. So you're normalizing, you know, daily activity, mindful movement, gentle nutrition, all these things. They're not like a show. They're not a temporary thing. You've embodied them and they're part of who you are. And then they they see this every day in and day out because they are home with you day in and day out. Um, So let's talk about, are there any cons to this, right? So you, you're talking about the benefits. You get to be home with your kids. You've, you've, you get to um, have an online business where you help people. We're going to talk in a second about like virtual training and what that mm-hmm. looks like, which I think a lot of people in the last year learned yeah. really fast about virtual training, whereas before that, you know, it was kind of this weird thing. And who, why, would you, why would you hire a virtual trainer? That doesn't make any sense. But now we all get it, don't we? Yeah. Um, but so what are some of the cons? What are some of the drawbacks of being a homeschooler and working out at home um, that you found? Uh, so when my kids were younger, it was I don't know, training. Maybe that's the best word to say that uh, mom's busy. So I'm sorry. Well, yes, math is important. It's not important right this second. <laughs> you know, it was like, uh, it's not on fire. So don't interrupt me. I'm like, boundaries. I just need 30 minutes. So ba- setting those boundaries was, <laughs> yes. could have been, it was a little bit of a, a challenge. Absolutely. It took a lot of time of me just explaining, like, I'm doing this. This is for me. Um, if it's an emergency, a hundred percent, I'm there for you. But like, those can wait. And I think those are great life lessons in itself. Like I always look at everything as lessons. I good and bad things that happen. Um, I just look at them as lessons, and that's one of the things that I did. It's like my kids need to learn to wait. They can see that I'm doing something that's important to me. I'm not complaining about it. Like it's something that's part of my daily schedule, and I'm saying like, oh, I'm sorry, you're just gonna have to wait. And that did take time. So that's definitely one of the cons. Is that in a perfect world, I'm gonna go work out and everybody's happy and nobody bothers you that's not reality. <laughs> They're going to ask a million questions until they start to see, oh, okay, I'll just wait till mom's done. Um, so I definitely say that's one of the the cons. So when you talk about, you know, being, taking the time to do your workout, in the beginning, did you have like, do you have a workout room? Do you have a workout space? Do you have like a, a certain area? You're laughing. Okay. I that's am a laughing. No. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Oh my gosh. In a perfect world, I'd have a a workout room that I could just shut the door, put on my music and everything. And I would have access to everything I wanted. So 
that's not the case. It's still not the case. When I first started working out at home and I'm living in the same house, so it's still the same space. I would say my workout area, if I was lucky, so if my husband wasn't working out at the same time as me, was maybe six by 10 feet. Tiny little living room. I could push the couch out of the way, but like just didn't provide me with a lot of space. I had to just make it work. Do you have a lot of workouts that require a lot of space? Like what you found, like, did you really need a lot of room? It's nice to have, but did you actually need it? No, you don't need a lot of space at all. You don't even need a lot of equipment. It's just a matter of making the commitment and doing what you have to do to make it work. Um, If you're going to let yourself, you can't, you can't let yourself stop because you don't have the perfect equipment because nothing's ever going to be perfect. If there's anything I've ever learned, nothing's ever going to be perfect. Um, So yeah, no, I didn't have a lot of space. I still don't. I've managed to, uh, sometimes I go down in the basement and work out and I'm pretty sure that safe space is even smaller. The only difference is that I can work out earlier and kind of be jumping or making more noise and not wake everybody up. That's really the only difference. So let's talk about the requirements of a workout space. Like, Mm -hmm. so, so basically in terms of room, you just really need to be able to lay out like a mat where you could do like Mm -hmm. your, your planks. So, so lengthwise only as tall as you are really. That works. Yes. And honestly, like I would probably just, yeah, just make sure you can either lay down in both directions or at least lay down and put your arms out without hitting anything. Cause you want to be safe. You don't want to be trying to like work out in a space that, you know, it could be dangerous. That's not good. Yeah. We don't want to see any of you on America's Funniest Home Videos with your disaster video of how you, you know, we're doing your push-ups and you knocked over a lamp. Like, please, right. please, please, exactly. no, please. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so space-wise, lay down, put your arms out. It's really as as much as you need. Um, Mm -hmm. And like you just said, a place where you can kind of bounce around and jump and you won't wake up like the whole family. So maybe like, you know, like first floor basement, you know, Um, even outside, like if you you live somewhere, not in Georgia, but (laughs) if you live somewhere where you can be outside too, I, I imagine you could do some stuff outside. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've, and, and working with people, like there are some people who live in apartments, like jumping isn't something that they're going to be doing because what's worse than like, I can design this great workout, but like, do they really want to be fighting with their neighbors every day? Probably not, you know? So um, it does come into just knowing what you have that you can do, being okay with it and then finding ways to make it work. Um, But yeah, definitely being able to get outside. And I'm going to say this, and I know a lot of people are just thinking like, I would never do that, but like, if you don't have an outdoor space, you can go to a park and do something. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, but people will be looking at me. And like, yeah, they might be looking at you. But in all honesty, what they're probably thinking is like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. I'm so proud of her for doing that. Like, and if they're judging you, like they have way more issues than to worry about what you're doing. <laughs> I do see people working out at the park, even though I live in like somewhere it's really hot. And I'm always like, first of all, I can't believe you're out here doing this because it's so hot. Um, but I'm always like, that's awesome because yeah. you're getting it done. Exactly. And I'm always, and then I'm like, Ooh, I should probably go work out. Well, and, that's it, and, and it's a trigger for me. So I'm like, Oh, I should probably go do that. A hundred percent. Yes. I see people all the time. And if they're doing something and I'm always like, that's awesome. Like, I just want to go over and be like, Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. High five total stranger. Right. And, then <laughs> and they're like, okay, you're weird. Right. You're in Massachusetts, so you can't just like talk to strangers like you can here. So yeah, you can't do that. Um, So so space wise, but even like equipment or anything like that, like what do we what do we need to get started? I would say for most people, if you are just starting 
an exercise program at home and then your goal is just to kind of uh, start moving and get fit and put your health and fitness at the top of your priority list. I would honestly say you don't need any equipment. You could just use your body weight. Uh, you can get out, go walk, uh, try jogging. Um, if you have, you know, if you happen to have a treadmill, that's fine. You can do that too. Um, but you really don't need anything. That's a really great way to get started. And if you're not uh, sure if you have a treadmill, it might be under some clothes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. If or you see, in pieces. <laughs> if you see something in your house and it's loaded with like clothes and like random stuff, pick those up and see if there right. might be a treadmill underneath there. That is so very true. Um, but there's so much you can do with body weight alone. Like it's amazing. Um, because honestly, like the consistency, what's more important is the consistency. It's, it's doing the workout consistently during the week. That is so much more important than what you're using or what you're doing, because you can have all of the best equipment in the world. It does absolutely nothing if you don't use it. And if you don't use it consistently. I think when I was starting out, I just got like a 20, $20 pack of resistance bands from mm -hmm. Amazon. And mm -hmm. One thing that I, I found helpful to have in the space was a door because yes, those yes. bands have the little, um, the ball thing that you can like mm -hmm. put in the door. It's kind of like hooks in so that you can, you can do some pull exercises, which unfortunately are like one thing you really can't do body Correct. weight. You can't do any pull exercises, but these bands, Correct. if you can get, get a doorway, you can do some rows, you can do some pull downs. Um, so that's, that's one helpful thing. Yeah. It was like $20 yeah. max or whatever. Oh, of course they went way up during COVID, but right. I think now you can probably get a, get a set pretty cheap. Yeah. Dumbbells are my favorite. Like if, if anybody was going to ask me, uh, you know, if I had a preference, I would pick dumbbells and I would just pick two different sets. I'd probably do like a four to five pound set and then maybe an eight to 10 pound set. Those are what I would suggest for anybody. But I also know dumbbells were almost impossible to get during COVID as well. Um, and in terms of resistance bands, I agree. That was, that's my biggest thing. Uh, resistance bands can be great. I do find enough. Uh, a lot of people don't use a high enough resistance than what they need. They think just the motion itself, but it really needs to be, you need to make sure you have some like higher resistance and agree a door, a way to anchor it because you will be missing out on some important strength training moves without having uh, a way to anchor it, like you said, and do some pull. Anchor. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So we have, so workout bands are good for starting out. Uh, maybe like a yoga mat and a, or a little yeah. like towel, even a it towel. doesn't have yeah. to be a fancy, like expensive mat. Um, right. Just something that if you're laying on the ground or you're doing some, something, you're not, you know, going to hurt yourself on the floor. Right. Cause when you get yeah. to a certain age, like laying on the yeah. floor is just not comfortable. <laughs> I don't want to floor. talk about the, the <laughs> age that that is, but it just is. Okay. I'm there. I get it. Um, you know. Okay. So, <laughs> so dumbbells. Dumbbells are good. A mm -hmm. um, couple like lighter sets. So if you're just getting started, you said four mm -hmm. to six or eight and eight to 10. Yeah. Um, and then you can always, you know, bump up. Right. get more. And, um, I know that when COVID hit, I went on Amazon and I got one of those, like it's a dumbbell. It's two dumbbells that you can attach to make one barbell. Mm -hmm. It was like a really, and I waited for, for like months to get it to come over from China. It was hilarious. It was like a joke that it took so long, but that was really helpful to have that, to have that like one piece of equipment, just some kind yes. of resistance training, like, cause I couldn't get to the gym. So, and right. really weight training was what was the biggest thing about 
going to the gym for me. Um, so I knew that that was really important that I had some kind of, um, and I did use bands at first, but then I upgraded and I said, I, 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 we're going to be here a while. Yeah. So I'm going to need to uh, upgrade this, this situation a little bit. Then when we decided we were just going to go all in and make our bonus room a, um, a fitness room, I got the, the Bowflex yeah. adjustable, which I love, love, love so much. Um, yeah. They are an, like, this is an investment. So yeah. I t we said, we knew we were not going to be renewing our gym membership. So we said, let's take the money we normally would spend on that. We'll buy some equipment. We'll make this a home situation. But you don't need that. No. That's really what Heather yeah. is saying. So right. it's nice and to have. As a, you know, that's the one good thing that I get to do as a trainer is um, I get can play around with reps and weights and sets. And that's, what's really fun about it is that just because, you know, you might have, um, we'll say 10 pounds and I have you doing, I don't know, let's say I have you doing a bicep curl and you're just like, well, I can't do 10 to 12 reps. It's like, well, I can play around with that. We can do less and we can slowly build upon that. Um, and so like, you're getting to progress, you're getting to see where you started and where you go. So I think a lot of times people think, that like it has to be like this this exact perfect way of doing it and it doesn't you can really kind of play around with with a little bit of everything just to make it work for you so you're saying be flexible yeah just have the mindset that it's probably not going to be exactly as you picture it but it's still going to be effective it's still going to be beneficial yes okay so we talked about you know the equipment for, for at-home workouts. And now let's talk about actually putting together a home workout program. So what are the different components? If they're thinking, oh, my home workout program is just going to be me lifting weights and that sounds boring and, um, you know, lame and I don't, I don't, I'm not going to have the motivation to do that. But what else goes into creating a well-rounded fitness um, home workout program? Uh, and yeah, so this can be very individual, I think, for each client. So for me, it's, it's really important that I take uh, the client's goals and their past exercise experience, right? Like if I have somebody who's like, oh my God, I hate lifting weights. I never want to lift a dumbbell. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm probably going to try to get them there, but that's not where I'm going to start them because they already told me that they hate it. Why would I have them start on something that they hate? Um, so when it comes to designing a program for a client, it's, it really comes down to, and, and this is kind of what I mentioned before, it's like you being able to do something consistent. And a lot of times that has to be something, at least sort of you enjoy some part of it. Um, and then, so I'm trying to think too, when, when putting all these components together, I do talk to my clients, I explain to them the benefits of resistance training. I explain the benefits of cardio. I explain the difference between a steady state where maybe you're walking and I explain the difference between high intensity and what they can both bring to the table. I 100% will explain the importance of stretching. You know, the one thing that nobody wants to do at the end of a workout, but if you want to keep going and you want to keep moving for the rest of your life, I'm going to tell you to stretch a lot. <laughs> and nobody wants to, nobody wants to do the cool down. Nobody wants to, to stretch because it's boring. It hurts. Yes. It, it, yeah. Uh, pro tip. If it hurts, it probably means you're either doing it wrong or you're trying to, to stretch too far right. or you really need it. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. But again, if you're in pain, 
you're definitely not doing it right. So don't do that. Correct. Whatever you're doing, right. please stop it. There's a little bit yes. different. There's yeah, discomfort. Like... <laughs> right. And then there's pain. If you're, if it's pain, please stop. But if it's discomfort, exactly. it probably means you, you need it. And, uh, or you might be doing a little bit too much. So back off. Right. I think it's important to explain the benefits of everything to each of my clients. Um, like I said, in terms of like strength training and cardio. And I think a lot of us, I feel like a lot of us probably have uh, read a lot lately, but for a while and, uh, especially when I was younger, it was like cardio, cardio, cardio. And it took me a while to, I remember even like going back and my husband still brings it up way back when we first started dating. And he was like, well, you should be lifting weights. And I'm thinking like, well, I don't want to get big and bulky. You know, this was like 20, 20 years ago, maybe. And um, I've, since obviously learned, and I think, you know, again, it's out there, like the benefits of strength training. And that's something that I try to really uh, explain to my clients, incorporate it and let them feel and see the difference. And I think that that's huge too. Yeah. I think the whole, like uh, the fear around for women around, I lift one weight and I'm going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger right? or I'm going to be like, I'm going to be jacked. And it's like, do you have any idea? how hard they work like that's right. their full-time job lifting like incredibly it's not gonna it's not gonna happen after a, a set of 12 pound bicep curls i guarantee exactly. you you will, you will not look manly if that's exactly. something you're trying to avoid um so talking about all the different um components of your program so you can work out you can do your cardio at home and cardio is really just you know i think when people think cardio it's like oh i have to go run around the block or i have to run in place cardio is anything that gets your heart rate up consistently Mm -hmm. so cardio has lots of different forms and it doesn't necessarily have to be um you know jogging in place or you know anything like that so and then resistance training you know you have your bands you have body weight i think a lot of people Mm -hmm. um they undervalue body weight in terms of an efficient resistance training. But I want you to think about a set of 10 to 12 pound dumbbells versus a push up. Like, do you weigh more than a right. set of 12 pounds? I hope so. Yeah. So yeah, there's some, if you're doing body weight, that's a, that's a tough workout. Um, so don't, don't start, you know, don't discount it because you think it won't be effective. It can be very effective. Um, and then flexibility, you know, working in some stretching, some yoga, anything to kind of help keep those muscles limber. It helps you avoid injury, helps keep you mobile. Okay. So let's talk about the, the biggest, the second thing that I think a lot of people struggle with in terms of working out at home, right? We all have these great intentions, like they created this works, this not workspace, they create this workout space, they get the equipment, and then it gets dusty. And they're like, they look at, it, they walk by the space and they're like, I should probably do that. Oh, but I'm busy. Oh, but yeah. I have laundry. Oh, but I have to go do this. And so let's talk about how we can kind of, how we can create consistency in a home workout program. Sure. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of one of those things a lot of people, like you just said it right there, like I probably should. Well, if you're just thinking in terms of probably should, uh, it's really going to be a change of mindset as to how you have to look at it. It really has to come down to like, I want to. Um, so that's like the first thing, but like, let's, let's step back into like kind of how, um, the best ways that kind of what I lead through. So the first thing has to come down to why are you even doing this in the first place? Like, why is this so important to you? Why are you working out at home? Why do you even want to start working out? You really need to get to that 
point of, of being able to answer that question. And once you've answered that question, I highly suggest everybody writes it down, put it someplace where you can easily access it because a couple of weeks down the road, when you walk past that equipment and you say, I probably should, you can go back and be like, well, why did I want to in the first place? You go back to see why you wanted. And then you're like, oh, okay, that's right. That's why it's very important to me. So I kind of feel like that's really important to just be able to go back to that, to remind ourselves. Cause like, sure, we're all going to fall off. We're, we're all going to exercise great for two weeks and then something's going to happen and we're going to fall off. It's not the falling off. That's really the problem because that's going to happen. It's like, can you get started again? Can you remember why you wanted to start? It's, it's the starting again, that's going to get you to wherever you want to be. So that's a kind of my first thing when it comes to just start even starting your accountability. The next thing is just creating a schedule. Like you pick, these are the days that I can fit working out into my schedule. Like maybe it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, maybe it's all five days during the week. Everybody's different. And you schedule it from this time to this time I'm working out. There is no anything that's going to get in the way of that. Like unless, and I don't want to say, but like unless your house is on fire, like there's absolutely nothing that really is going to get in the way of you going, taking the 30 minutes and then going on about the rest of your day. It's really becomes down to like kind of a, a mindset. Like I, I have this appointment, I'm showing up for myself. You do it and then you move on with the rest of your day. That sounds easy. It's not. I get that. <laughs> so in my last episode, not my last, well, in a previous episode with my guest, Haley, who is a stress management coach, we talked about making time for self-care and how hard it can be once you've gotten to a place where you are hyper-stressed it becomes mm -hmm. exponentially more difficult to choose to show up for yourself because so many other things in your life feel so important, so urgent, so frantic. Mm -hmm. I agree with you, unless you're like a heart surgeon and like you're on your way right. to the OR, probably nobody's going to die if you don't, if you take 20 minutes right. to do like a quick and 10 minutes because the effects of exercise are cumulative, whatever you can Absolutely. spare, if like, if, if that's, what your life looks like right now. And that's the only time that you legitimately can, can commit to that, commit to that and then set aside that time. Um, but uh, you know, we do understand that when you are, if you are coming from that place where it's like, you're, you're, you know, you're actually, you need to exercise to manage your stress, but your stress is already like sky high. Um, it can be really hard. Um, and this is where a coach, Yes. or some kind of accountability or somebody who can kind of give you some perspective of, you know, your situation is really helpful. And I know that, um, I know this personally because Heather has been this person for me um, in the past year. So, and that has been immensely helpful. I totally agree. And I think that's what I'm doing. I think when I'm saying this, I'm coming at, to you as a coach. I'm coming to you basically letting you know, and don't put any strings. Don't think it's going to solve all of life's problems. Exercise isn't going to solve all of your problems. I, I trust me, I've tried. It doesn't work. <laughs> we you tried no that. Idea. It didn't work. <laughs> right. So now I just do it because I know it's important. I feel great. And I know when I feel good, I just do better. I'm it just, it's all around just makes everything feel better. So the consistency comes from having, knowing your motivation, What's mm -hmm. your why? What's the reason that you want to start moving? And that can be um, whatever for you, but it has to come from you mm -hmm. um, in order to be effective. The other thing was having boundaries or having like a schedule, like having a schedule. Create, yeah. Okay. So, so creating that, like 
creating a like an appointment on your calendar and saying this is my time for mm -hmm. my exercise and nothing you know short of the house being in flames is going right. to interfere with this and and this is my time for me to be active Correct. whatever that looks like for me and then Correct. the third thing was well, we haven't, I don't think we got there. So I was going to say, uh, Oh, good. Cause support. I couldn't remember. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Oh God, man, I really need to take my ginkgo biloba. I would say a support system. Yeah. That's what you really need. You need somebody because most of us can't hold ourselves accountable, especially when we first are starting out. It's really hard. So you need a support system and that might be a family member. It might be friends. It might be a group of women who are maybe in the same uh, have the same goals as you. I'm going to caution that a little bit because here's what I've seen happen. Maybe you found a group and everybody's gung-ho at the beginning, right? They're all excited. Everybody's got the same goals. I'm going to be there for you. You're going to be there for me until somebody, life, something comes up and they start to fall off a little bit. Well, when they fall off themselves, chances are they're not going to be holding you as accountable as you need them to be. And it could just be like, because life got busy and there's no skin in the game for them, or they just don't want to bring it up because they're feeling that like they haven't done it. So I think a support system can be great, but there's also a lot of downfalls to it. It's very easy for kind of everybody to fall off. And I think that's one of the important things that I can provide as a coach, as a trainer, is it's my job to hold you accountable. It's my job to call you out if you don't work out you might have a completely wonderful, perfect excuse as to why you didn't. You're still going to have to tell me why, right? So that's one of the things that I think is so important is, is that accountability, having to answer to somebody, having to explain something, or just having somebody there to support you. So when you come to them and you're like, I'm so tired, and I've got this, this, and this going on, for somebody to sit there and be like, okay, let's just see what we got. Oh, you know, you've got 10 minutes, and it sounds like you could just really use getting outside, just go for a nice walk in the sun, you know, somebody to kind of help you work through that and making sure something's happening. So like that accountability, that support has to come from somewhere. And I would say a lot of the times we think we don't need help with things, but like having that support, that accountability, somebody there for you is so important. You know, and, and I've, and I hear everything you're saying because I've been part of these groups where everybody on day one is like, yes, they are, they are balls to the wall. They are excited. They are on fire. Um, and then, like you said, things happen. People kind of, you know, they start slipping or they start missing their workouts. And they don't want to call you out because they're mm -hmm. not doing their own thing. They're not holding up their end. Or, and they don't want to, they don't want to make you feel bad. Maybe it's awkward. Like maybe right. con they're not, they're not confrontational people. Right. But when you have a trainer and you have been this person for me for like the last year, somebody to check in and say, Hey, Heather, I did my workout today. Hey, Heather, I'm, I'm heading into the gym right now. Or I'm heading into my workout space. I'm going to do 20 minutes on my elliptical. I'm going to do this weight program today. But having that accountability for somebody who's vested in your success and helping you, and it's not to say your friends and, you know, people don't have good intentions in, in providing right. this accountability, but they're not equipped. Right. And they, they maybe can't help you work through whatever is holding you back from being consistent. As much as they want to, they don't they don't have a lot of training in, you know, eliciting motivation in other people. And right. most people don't, right? So right. this is where having a professional trainer or having a coach can is really good because they can kind of help you figure out 
what their barriers are, what your obstacles are, and find the solution. Right. And one of the reasons, too, I think that's important is uh, nine times out of 10, any time you find a coach or a trainer, uh, chances are they've already walked that pathway, that journey that you're walking through. So they're not coming from a place of like, oh, well, this is what, you know, this is what the book told me to, to do. It's really like, no, I've, I've walked in your shoes. I've been at the beginning. I've gone through the journey and I can show you what's on the other side. I know what's on the other side. I know how it feels. I remember not having, not having time. I remember when my kids were sick and I just couldn't, you know, I, I remember all that and I know how I got through it and I know how I can help you get through it as well. That is, that's a good point that having a coach who basically has had a very, you know, started I should say, had a journey that began the way that you're starting out mm-hmm. is very helpful because it does give you that that empathy and you can you can totally you know exactly what it's like to be a busy mom, kids at home, no time, no energy, yeah, no privacy. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, you know all about that and you know all the tricks. Yeah. So and you have you have you have strategies for days. So yes. <laughs> yes, and that's and I find that really helpful for me personally because in the last year with everyone being home and just needing like that push for like when I don't feel like getting my workout in or my big thing and you know this um, is sitting down at my because you know work from home work out from home everything is very blurred and my whole thing was I would like to wake up go straight to work and then not work out first thing in the morning which we found out for me was a disaster because. If it ever got deferred to the afternoon workout, what is that code for? Not going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs> I can be in my workout clothes 20 feet from my workout yes. space, but if I'm at my desk in the afternoon, like it's just not going to happen. You, you help me figure out and make it like non-negotiable that workouts right. happen first thing before yep. any work and make, you know, I have to do my check. You know, I have to go in and check and make sure everything, the house isn't on right. fire. <laughs> After right. that, it's, it's workout time. Yeah. Maybe it's weights. Maybe it's yoga or something like that. But if it doesn't happen in the morning, for me, I know it's just never happening. So right. that was I really helpful to have that perspective. And so I could quit lying to myself. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> yes, I can, I can stop kidding myself about, you know, oh, maybe I'll just do this later. And, and you're like, no, that's not, You'd always no. tell me, you're like, I'd be like, oh, did you get a workout in? And you'd say, I'm in my workout clothes. Well, that wasn't really the question I asked. No, that's, that is not what Heather asked you. But, you know, if it makes anybody feel better, you know, we all... Even even people yeah. who are trainers still Absolutely. need that nudge. They still need that accountability and still, you know, it, it helps to have that. Heather, let's talk a little bit about your online coaching business and what it looks like to work with you as a virtual trainer. Because you mentioned, you know, when you were homeschooling, you knew you wouldn't be able to go work at a gym or work. So right. what does it look like? I, and I think a lot of people at this point do know what virtual training looks like. But in case you don't, in case virtual training or online personal training is still a foreign concept to you, let's talk about what that looks like. Okay. And I think everybody kind of uh, does it all differently. So I'll just talk how I work with my clients. First, I think the the best thing is is that I can work with women from anywhere. So we don't have to be in the same time zone. We don't have to be within 20 minutes of each other. We might just work well together. And if you were living in California and I'm in Massachusetts, like that wouldn't work if we were trying to do in person. But like now we can. And with that being said, I would let you know that working with a a virtual trainer, especially with me, I should say 
you know, personally is that you better get ready to have an extra buddy, an extra friend, because we're going to learn a lot about each other <laughs> through this whole process. So with that being said, I spend a lot of time getting to know my clients. It's really important to me that I put together something that I help somebody with what works for them, right? Like I can design a, a cookie cutter workout program and I can send it out to a bunch of different people, but one, you're probably not going to do it. And two, it might not even benefit you the way that, uh, that you were hoping for. So I really like to get to know you know, any past experiences. I like to know, you know, what you have available to you, what your goals are, how many kids you have, are you married? Do you have any pets? I mean, we, we like to kind of go into all of it, right? So that's kind of the first things when I first start working with someone. Um, and then in the virtual training space, uh, so the workout portion of it is part of it, but it's not all of it. It's the fact that uh, you and I are connected. So if you have questions, I go through an app where you can message me throughout the day and you can, the great thing is, is like, that means that like you might be working, maybe for you, a perfect workout is at two o'clock in the afternoon. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, I forgot how to do this, or this feels weird. Like you can send me a message and we can talk back and forth and we can talk through it. Um, we'd go through check-ins. So when you're meeting with a trainer in person, you might see them once, maybe twice, depending on how many times you go in, you're there with them for that moment. And then you're gone and you might have a question or, um, you know, it could be anything like that. You're not in contact with them, but like we get to stay in contact. We get to check in, you know, every week I check in with my clients, ask them how they're doing, how it's going, if there were any problems, you know, what they're looking forward to the next week, what's working well for them. And I can adjust as we go. And everything is, is all instant. I can adjust it on the app and you're going to see it right with your workouts uh, right away if we needed to adjust something. Um, I think all like the best thing for me is that like, I really get to, to, to know my clients and you know, and, and really just design something that just, that really works for them. That's really all I want to do is that I don't want to make it easy for you. I'm not here to make it easy for you. I want to make it possible. That's all I really want. Um, and that's what I think the huge benefit of working with uh, a virtual trainer or a coach is that like, I'm on your side and I'm there to support you. I'm not just a, Hey, you walk through the door. We have 45 minutes together and then you're out the door and then I don't see you again for another week. When you start working with a client, let's say I sign up and I'm, and I'm your new client. What's like the first, like, what's the onboarding? What's the first thing that you do with a new client to make sure that you are creating the, the program that is, is right for them? The first question I ask is, why do you want to work with me? What's your goal? I'm not going to lie. Most times, most women are going to tell me that they want to lose weight. I mean, that's just, it is what it is. And I ask why, why is it so important that they want to lose weight? And it's more than that. I know that it's deeper than that. It's probably not even really about that number on the scale. There's so much more. And so when I'm working with a client, I just keep asking and finding out like till they get to that point where they're almost like, oh yeah, that, that's really why I, I want to do this, where they, they feel this sensation, this feeling. And then I know from there exactly where we're going, what we're trying to get to. And I can design a program all around that. And a lot of that time, it's, it's the workout program, but it's also just kind of the mindset too that we'll work on. So I just, I just keep asking why. So it's really important for you as a trainer to know basically what's motivating them. Yes. 
what's going to keep them going? What's going to keep them paying attention to, you know, how consistent they're being with their workout program? I like that you brought this up because, you know, at Results Without Restriction, we don't focus on weight loss as the outcome. Mm -hmm. But for most people, this is thanks to 